0: Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia, and today we're going to be joined by a very special guest. We're going to be joined by Michael A. DeLeon, and we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, Spurs' loss to the Clippers, what it all means going forward, and will they be able to close out teams uh, for the rest of the season and maybe even in the playoffs? I don't know about that. We'll discuss that in a little bit more in an all-new episode of the Two Shots Podcast starting now. All right, Michael. Well, I just wanted to say thank you very much for, for you know, being a guest here on the show. Um, and let's start off by introducing you and let people know who you are. And what you're a part of, sir?
1: righty Well, uh, as just said, my name is Michael I'm the uh, editor, founder at com and I guess of the entire PartExploders network now. Uh, started that ooh long time ago. Probably I want to say we're we're moving in close to 15 years now. So I think it's uh, 14. This this year will uh, the end of our 14th year. So. Been covering uh, the Spurs for quite a while. Before that, I had written uh, on the Spurs beat and uh, did a column for um, local paper and, and things like that. But um, right now, I've just been uh, working with uh, product Spurs and and a lot of the network sites and um, having a lot of fun with that. Really, it's, it's been a bit a bit of a crazy year. One that I didn't expect. A little more news than uh, I'm used to dealing with, actually. But uh, <laughs> it's been fun.
0: Yeah, I think it's a little bit more news than every. Every Spurs fan is used to dealing with this season. But let's uh, go ahead and dive in here and let's talk about the debacle that was the Spurs game last night. In LA, you know, the Spurs needed, uh, I believe, a Denver Nugget loss and they needed to beat the Clippers in order to, I guess, get a playoff berth. Neither of those two things happened. For one, the Nuggets won. Two, the Spurs let a 19-point lead just evaporate into thin air, and they allowed the Clippers to hang around, and that kind of came back and bit them right in the ass in the end, because they just let this one get away from them. I, you know, I, I mean, it was just one of those games that you kind of just are left scratching your head because you look and at at home and the Spurs, they played great, they played good against. A, group, a good Houston Rockets team and they got yeah. a much needed win and then they just get away from the AT&T Center. And it looks like they're just going to run away with it and then all of a sudden just it just just like that, the snap of a finger, things just went sour. I mean, what did, what did you think about this game last night?
1: It, it's it's a crazy game. And you know, it's funny because uh, Paul Garcia, he had me on this first cast recently and he was asking about my my predictions and i've been wrong about every game so far and i said i said clippers don't really have much of a chance lou williams has to go crazy he did but still even even though uh he did that he had struggled throughout the night but that's why i think after the the, the houston win i tweeted something about don't have like neat jerk reactions don't get a little too crazy everything went right through the spurs net game it's like everything was rolling on all cylinders but that doesn't always happen, and the road has not been kind to the Spurs so far. Man, you know that when you're watching the first first quarter and you see how much they're up by, and then all of a sudden you see them creep back in, and they built up big leagues, and they keep on creeping back in. But that 41-point fourth quarter just killed them. I mean, I can't remember the last time a team scored that much on them in, in one quarter. It seems like the fourth quarters are always the problem. It just seems like that's... Seriously, the Achilles' heel and the, the offense starts going cold, and then defense follows that. They let uh, Lou Williams do his thing. And um, it's just one of those things, kind of exactly how you said, they let them stick around too much, let them believe, and, and they were able to uh, do the things they needed, You know, leaving Austin Rivers open for that three like, in the game. Those type of things, it's really hard to see those things this close to the playoffs. To, to see them make some of those mistakes And then, you know, even some of the lineups too were a little crazy at the end Some of the minutes were off and um, So they pretty much kind of t- turned it over They pretty much just handed it over I, I thought at the end there um, That entire fourth quarter was just a A debacle, a mess
0: Yeah, and I agree with you totally Because if I'm looking at the stats You know, just some of the stats from Last night's game The Spurs Got outgunned by the Clippers they let themselves get outgunned by the Clippers because in the beginning in the first quarter the Spurs won that quarter 31 to 17 and they were playing good defense they were firing on all cylinders then in the second quarter they just I don't know it just just seemed like they got away from what worked and what happened in the second quarter the Clippers outscored them 32 to 25 then you go into third quarter Spurs played a little better. They started figuring some things out late and they won that quarter 27-23. But that fourth quarter, like you said, that's been their Achilles heel all season. You know, they just seem to not be able to close out games on the road in crunch time in the fourth quarters and, and on the road and they just this has just been their their issue that they've had when they're playing at home they look good they almost look like a Spurs team that we're used to seeing but when they get away from the AT&T center all these ugly little nuances that they have on the road it just seems like they just can't fix these small problems and it's just fundamentals like i noticed too like in in this game they seem to get away from lamarcus aldridge for a bit and that yes. allowed The Clippers to come back in the game. And I was like, what are you guys doing? LaMarcus is playing an outstanding game and you're you're not feeding him the ball. That just left me scratching my head. And another one was, what happened with Rudy Gay? You know, it just seems like they kind of took him out and they didn't really put him back in in the fourth quarter. And I was just left wondering why that even happened. So, I mean, there's just things that that keep occurring with this team that i don't know man they just they just don't seem like they're going to be able to fix these little things moving forward into the playoffs i just can't see them trying to close out teams on the road i mean i think it's whatever series that they're going to play in the first round whoever they go up against it's going to be the spurs winning at home losing on the road spurs winning at home losing on the road. And if the Spurs start off a series on the road, they're in trouble. I mean, what do you think, Michael?
1: And that's, that's the troubling thing is that they don't own a lot of the tiebreakers. So they're most likely going to, as long as they, if they stay in fifth, then they're probably going to start off on the road. And so that, that's really troubling to see how they've done on the road. I mean, I can't remember the last time they wanted on, on, on the road, to be honest. And, that, I mean, obviously the, the playoffs were entirely different, district, but normally you start seeing things around this type of year with what games left, and and right now the Spurs don't have the luxury of resting players like they have towards the end of the season, and so you want to see them, you know, at full, as, as, I guess as, at full strength or as much as it can be at full strength as possible, and, you know, you see it for one game and then not the next, and then you see it great at home and then not so great on the road. And just little things like like Rudy Gay for one. I mean, when he's in there, he's definitely a, a, a difference maker. And he had 18, you know, 18 minutes, and there were a, a lot of other players that struggled. It played quite a bit more than him, which I was, I didn't really understand. You know, at some point I thought, okay, is he going to come back in there? Because the other thing also is Rudy Gay um, helps in several areas. I mean, he's he's a pretty big guy, so he can help out on the boards, things like that. And, they got beaten really badly on, on the boards. And this is another thing that kind of bugs um, bugged me a little bit was um, towards the end of the season, you really don't want to see uh, this team getting out-hustled on things like rebounds. It was a 60-47 to 47 rebound advantage for the, the Clippers. And there were a lot of plays where it seemed like it was, I don't even want to call it 50-50 balls because it seemed like the, the, the rebound was there for the Spurs and they just didn't hustle to get it and the Clippers would come back and, and get the ball and, and get another opportunity.
0: You know, Michael, so That
1: was, that's definitely worrisome.
0: You know, Michael, there was one play in particular that I saw. And now that you're bringing up rebounding, did you see that one play by Paul Gasol? Uh He got a tip and he kind of threw it out, you know, and yep, the Spurs were just, there was like, I think three jerseys, black jerseys around the ball. And everybody just kind of looked at it. And then all of a sudden yeah, one of the exactly. Clippers just came and picked it up. Like, thank you guys. And I was like, what are you guys doing? I mean, really, it just seemed like their their heads weren't in this game. It seems like they just got out of sorts. And once again, when it happens like this, and I've seen it happen all year with the Spurs team, when things start going bad, it's a snowball effect. And it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And bad things keep happening until finally, at the end of the game, they just let it slip through their fingers. It's just... The one thing that I see with this team right now, the Spurs haven't proved to me that they're mentally tough. It just seems like they have these mental lapses that they just can't recover from, you know, and it's just yep. small little things. I mean, have you noticed it?
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, that that showed me a lot right there. And like I said, I think there was probably at least about three times where I saw that where they just got out of hustle to, to rebounds that were really there for the taking for them. And, I mean, they were almost like transition rebounds where it was it was already there for them to take into the half court and, some, and somebody would come and snatch it. And they were just, like like you said, they were just watching the ball. So uh, that kind of shows exactly. And then, and then the snowball effect, definitely, because the team, even without what Aaron had defensively, they, lo- they look good and, and all, all the numbers look right. But the eye test and what you see out there when they're playing – it's definitely a different thing because you see the offense struggle and then that, that somehow snowballs into defense. They struggle on defense. I mean, if you look at Lou Williams scoring like eight fourth quarter points and things like that, and it just seems like, I mean, sure, he made some hard shots, but then there were a bunch of other shots it seemed like. I mean, is Harris getting easy buckets, uh, Harrell getting easy buckets at, at the rim. Uh, those, those type of things tend to worry you, especially because, they're not like the best post players. You know I mean? I, I like uh, Harris and some of these other guys too, but when you're going up against a team that has, uh, take the Critical Gobert, for example, I mean, uh, what kind of problems is that going to cause if you can't get the boards and you can't uh, defend the rim?
0: Yeah, you know, the, Spur- the Spurs' problems are they don't have a great interior defense. When LaMarcus is taken out of the game to rest and you have, like, the bench players out there, especially in Paul Gasol. When Paul Gasol's out there on the floor, he's a liability. He's not as mobile as he once was, and he cannot keep up with these smaller point guards or shooting guards that have speed and athleticism. Paul Gasol's just left there standing like his legs are stuck in in wet cement, you know, or mud. He just is always a couple of seconds late. It seems like his reaction time's aren't there and that's that's going to be huge for the Spurs going forward especially in the playoffs because you have this guy that you spent money on in the offseason and yes he has games where he's he's scoring and it looks he looks good on paper but if you really break it down and you look at these games from a different perspective he can't defend you know and you you want him out there during these critical times, and you can't have him on the floor because he's a liability. You know, he's gonna give you, he's gonna give up these leads that the Spurs build up, especially if you're relying on him to be that rim protector if Lamarcus isn't in the game. And, the, and what I keep seeing from the Spurs over and over is it's a lack of interior defense because when other teams seem to make these hard cuts or they go very aggressively to the basket the Spurs really can't defend that style of basketball. It all starts and stops with the transition defense. And if the Spurs can't kind of slow these teams down a little bit and let their defense get set up, they're on. it's like they're playing catch-up. They're on their heels, and they're trying to get set, and they really haven't gotten comfortable with setting up their defense. And that other team seems to know it. So what happens is that they just go aggressively to the rim, and we see what happens. Easy layups, easy, you know, little floaters, and they can just go around everybody. And then what is a telling tell for that is it happened several times last night against the Clippers. And again, when Tony Parker was on the ground on, on the on the court, you could see him and some of the other players look at each other and they both kind of shrug their shoulders like, What happened? Somebody missed a defensive assignment. It wasn't that they were just missing defensive assignments. They weren't set, period. And that's why they were, they look a little like lethargic or they look like confused, like what's happening. And it's because they're getting away from that defensive game. Have you have you been noticing that as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like I, said, I think they re- rely a lot on the perimeter guys, and I think that's why they're getting a lot of the, especially the defensive rankings and things like that. I mean, Danny Green and Dejounte Murray and, and a few other players are having. Uh, good years defensively, but I mean, it's like you sound on the interior. That's that's becoming a problem. And, you know, when you have somebody like Powell out there, you really have to have somebody else that's athletic, that can can match the speed of some of these guys. And when you look, get them to the playoffs, I mean, if somebody like Powell that's not as mobile, I mean, when you've got, I mean, just any any of these teams, if you look at them, New Orleans has Anthony Davis, Minnesota's got Towns, Oklahoma City's got... Uh, uh, gosh, I can't even remember. They got right Russell Westbrook. Right
0: they got Paul George. You know, um,
1: but even on the, the inside, they'll have Melo, and they'll have uh, Golden State Scott McGee, who's more athletic. Yeah. Houston's got Capella. Utah's got Guffar, and then you, you know you're obviously going to see healthy D'Onta and Mitchell coming at you if, if you're trying to defend inside. I mean, that's going to be hard to stop if you're just relying on somebody like Powell because he just doesn't have the lateral quickness anymore to. To be able to stop those players so you have to have somebody in there that can do that and that's where I guess Rudy Gay is important uh, but again we didn't see enough of him last night and they kind of just went with whatever I guess Pop just went with whatever he thought was working and that was a little too much Tony and Manu from my taste uh, at least together yeah it uh, seemed to me but you know, that's that's something that you have to look at, especially in any of these matchups. Whichever one they get in the, in the opening round, which it's looking closer and closer, they get it might be Utah. Um, those are the things that you'll have to look at and see and try to game plan because every team in the Western Conference seems like they have those athletic big men that can give uh, power trouble.
0: Except for the Spurs. You know, we are lacking <laughs> right. in that department. We let a yeah. Jonathan Simmons go. We let a Dwayne Dedman go. And now we're missing that athleticism that we kind of had last season. And we're left with a bunch of role players that are great at their positions, but they're just that. They're just role players who are good, fundamental basketball players. They just lack that explosive athleticism like a Jonathan Simmons, like a Dwayne Dedman. And unless the Spurs can kind of fill that void, I guess, in this offseason, we're going to see more of the same next season. Even – if by chance Kawhi Leonard is still here as a San Antonio Spur, I mean, you just got to look at the bigger picture. This is the team that they have for maybe the next year or so, and there's nothing that's going to be changing drastically. So what you're seeing right now is pretty much what you're going to get the next season, you know, the season after that. And, I mean, that's going to be tough for them to – really contend with these other more athletic, faster teams. I just, the Spurs, to me, need to get more athletic. They need to get bigger players that have speed. And and like you were saying, they just, you know, other teams have done that. Minus, you know, the Spurs haven't really done anything in that department. And that, to me, is a big, you know, flag. It's a big red flag. What are you all going to do? in the future if you're not making your your team your role players better the team as a whole isn't going to get much better than what we see right now you know and that's the scary thing to me because if somebody had said one time when the bottom falls out it doesn't happen gradually it happens from one season to the mm-hmm. next and i think that's exactly what's starting to happen right now cuz we're seeing these collapses from the Spurs on a consistent basis, especially in the fourth quarters on the road. And it's tough to get wins on the road. But I mean, this team needs to do something. They need something. And I don't think Kawhi is going to be the answer to all of their prayers, you know, to all the issues they have. Because when Kawhi, if he does come back next season, those problems are still going to be there. I just don't see how they're going to clean it up other than by getting some, some more athletic players. I mean, what do you think about that statement, Michael?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, even with with Kawhi uh, back, I mean, you're still putting a lot on two main players. I mean, it's, it, you're putting a lot of pressure on Aldridge and, and Kawhi to pretty much do quite a bit for you because everybody else, all the older players on the team are going to be another year older. Uh, if, if Mono comes back, if to, you know Tony's, they're, they're another year older. Powell's another year older, another step slower. Um, so then Rudy Gay, if if he chooses to, you know, exercise player option. I mean, so there's there's definitely a lot of question marks, and, and I think they could use some. They could definitely use some athleticism at the wing positions. Um, I think they they expected a little bit more from, or I think Spurs fans expected a little bit more help uh, inside from the likes of um, uh, Bruton and and Laverne, but they're picking up DNPs more than anything else these days. Brandon Paul isn't quite, or isn't getting the minutes at least, to show that he is the Jonathan Simmons replacement everybody thought he would be. (laughs) So they may need to make something happen. It's going to take a lot because... There's not a lot of, of uh, cap room to really make a lot of things happen. They're going to have to get creative like they have in the past and be able to pick up players like they did Simmons on the cheek um, to be able to, to make something happen. So yeah. it's, it's one of those things where they, they're really putting a lot of pressure on the main guys. I and mean, just look at Aldridge. I mean, right now they're putting so much pressure on him. And even though he scored 35 points, they still lose by three points to a lowly Clippers team. So that kind of tells you the situation they're in. Even when they got 17 from Patty, 12 from Forbes, 13 from Gay, they still lose (laughs) basically uh, by three points to a team that is all but out. So far, it seems like they're pretty much going to be out of the playoffs.
0: You know, one stat that really stuck out at me yesterday uh, during this Clippers game is the Spurs as a team, they had 13 steals. And 10 blocks, you know, which, they, I mean, they were really outmatching the Clippers on the defensive end. That stat, those two stats right there tell you a lot. That means that they were active on the defensive front. But it was just these little collapses that they had that allowed this Clippers team to come right back in the game and then steal it from the Spurs. And I don't know if this team has... It in them to clean up these bad habits because these are things that keep coming up they keep resurfacing every other game you know and you can't do this when you're in the playoffs because there's quick turnaround times you lose a game you're playing the next night or the ne- the night after you're on the road you know for a couple of games and you come back home you don't have time to catch your breath you know you have to be able to play really good basketball for 48 minutes. And my question mark that I have on this Spurs team is, can they do that when they reach the playoffs? I mean, it's going to be hard enough, you know, for them to to really come out here and say, look, we're going to win these, you know, two games that we need to win out of four to get a playoff berth. You know, they've really had to, like Manu said, scratch and claw and fight for even, you know, the right to be in the playoffs. But once they're there, I don't know, man, I don't know if they can overcome all these, these obstacles. Um, I, I want the team to do good, but realistically, if they make it out of the first round, what's going to happen when they go up against a better team, you know? And yeah. and then all these things are going to get more exposed because yeah, you might be able to kind of hide behind some of these, imperfections in the first round but once you get out of that and you're starting to play against teams that you know have really good uh talent it becomes harder and harder and harder so depending on the matchups man i don't know i'm (laughs) I'm I'm on uh, shaky ground. There's <laughs> yeah, they're
1: so easy outs right now in the playoffs uh, mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. I mean, if you look at New Orleans, are eighth right now. If, if something, I mean, obviously they're probably not going to get that. But even if they got that matchup, New Orleans has had their way with the Spurs this year. Minnesota is going to be a tough out for anybody. Oklahoma City is the Jets yeah, Is yeah, I mean, Oklahoma City is like one rust, you know. Series away from you know, big. If he goes off in a series, it doesn't matter how much George is struggling and how much Melo is struggling, because they still have Russ and, and Adams. I mean, Utah. You saw that game just what, a week ago or whatever it was, where it just came down to the wire, and, and you know, they. I feel like their their roster is starting to shape up, and they're actually getting into playoff form right now. So, it's it's definitely not going to be easy even in the first round, you know, that's that's one where you, there's no automatic or. I don't think anybody can count on for sure that the first round is going to be that they're going to get past it this time. So it's going to be it's going to be a battle uh, just then.
0: Yeah, you were talking about the Jazz. The Jazz actually leapfrogged over the Spurs with this loss. The Jazz are now the fourth seed. The Spurs are now the fifth seed. and it's because the Jazz yep. have a tiebreaker. You know, the Spurs didn't win that series this year against the Jazz. So if they were to tie to finish this you know the season off, the Jazz are going to get. That you know, the tiebreaker versus the Spurs, but you know
1: you got momentum early into the playoffs too. They've won yeah. three three straight games already,
0: <laughs> and they're looking. You know, they look good, and they're a good young team. That's that's the scary thing, is that they yeah. they have the youth on their side, and we don't. You know, so that's a, right. another matchup I don't want to see in the first round. You know, I mean, you don't do you really want to be going up against the Jazz starting? You know, the series on the road. I uh, don't. I I know. I don't like those odds at all, you know. So, yeah. when we have the we have the Lakers coming up in, again tonight. You know, we were in L.A. yesterday for the Clippers. Now we're in L.A. again for the Lakers. I don't know, man. I don't know if the Spurs have it in them to to overcome these these this Lakers team. They've had some tr- struggles with them in the past, and they let Lamelo. I mean Lamelo. <laughs> They let uh, Ball come in there. Lonzo Lonzo come in here and just (laughs) drop dimes on him. You know, he was shooting threes on him like nobody's business. And they just didn't have an answer for him. And I don't know if this Spurs team right now can overcome this tough loss, put it behind them, and really hunker down and have a good, you know, a great game like we're used to seeing in the past. When the Spurs used to lose a game, they would come out the next night and they'd come out angry and they would just decimate a team. And now, I, I don't know if, it's, if we're going to see what team's going to come out, what team are we going to see on the court tonight. I mean, this is, again, man, it's it's a tough year to be a Spurs fan. That's all I got to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be easy because the Lakers, while they're, they have no chance to make it to the playoffs, they're not they're not playing like they're Susan and Silver I mean they've lost some games whatever and they, they've got a lot of injuries right now with Ingram and, and Ball and obviously Thomas out but Julius Randle's playing great right now uh, Kuzma's playing great and the Lakers have been a tough draw for this person the road's been uh, tough as well so they're both going back to back so we'll see how that works out but Marcus played their 37 minutes last night so they going to limit his minutes so what's, what's that getting to the, to the game of the matchup so yeah I mean I'm by no means, I was just talking to a buddy of mine uh, who covers you know, California sports, and, and I'm by no means just saying, okay, there's one tonight, or they'll split now, and it's back-to-back, because you really never know. I, I've said that before with Lakers games, and then they come back, and <laughs> Alonzo Ball does his thing, and it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm done making predictions now, I think.
0: Yeah, the Lakers is not a gimme anymore. When you see the Lakers on 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 the schedule, you're like, "Oh, that in the past you'd be like, oh, that's an easy win." Not anymore. This is a different Lakers oh. team and this is a different Spurs team, so anything can happen, you know? We just need to yep. you know, support the team though no matter what happens through thick and thin, but <clears throat> excuse me, it's it's just been one of those seasons. It's been a tough season to be a Spurs fan. But let's hopefully, you know, the Spurs can finish the season off in in a winning fashion. The magic number is two. That's all they need to clinch a playoff berth. And hopefully after tonight, that magic number is down to one. So again, the game is going to be a late tip. It's going to be at 9.30 p.m. So Spurs fans, make sure you go and check that out and root for your team. And hopefully when we wake up in the morning the Spurs are either at the fifth seed or maybe they moved up to the fourth seed temporarily. We'll just, we'll just see what tomorrow brings because this crazy Western conference, I mean, you blink and something happened, you know, (laughs) you go from four to seven or you drop from, you know, you could be the the seventh seed. (laughs)
1: Two weeks ago, right? They were at 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nuts, a crazy year. Yeah. Mm
0: -mm. It's been nuts. So we'll go ahead and end this episode of the two shots podcast. I just want to thank Michael a Delion of project spurs for coming out and being a, a guest today and let the people know where they can find you on social media and about your website.
1: Yeah, you can find me. Uh, I'm usually tweeting on game nights. It's, uh, at M De Leon and then just check out products, com and products, spurs, network.com. And thanks for having me on. I'm glad we were able to, uh, connect in and, and do this. Uh, it was, uh, fun to come on and uh, i don't get to talk i don't get to talk at least on on, on as much as i used to anymore about spurs so it's cool to be able to come on and do that
0: no appreciate it man we'll have to have you on again soon so we can talk some more spurs so until next time guys you all take care and go spurs go